Hey everybody, welcome to GTRTP, an LGBT TTRPG podcast. Uh, this is John, I'm going to be hosting this one again, and I use pronouns he, him. And I am Moss, I am the other player in this duo game that we are about to share session five of with you, and my pronouns are they, them. We're at the finale. Uh, I'm so excited to be able to share this with y'all. Um, we last left off with the email sent from Stellato to Agent Tosca, yeah, I, I can't tell you how excited I am for, for this one. And um, stick around till after the epilogue. There's some really good discussion that I decided to leave in at the end that uh, I hope you all enjoy and get something out of. It's a really nice talk uh, uh, between me and Moss. Oh, thank you, John. I had a great time talking to you, too. And I agree. This was a game that we both really delighted in. It stretched us both as storytellers and creative collaborators in some really positive and fun ways. So yeah, if you're a nerd for the nature of games and you want to hear what people like about them, absolutely stick around. Also, just stick around in general because, oh my god, y'all, I this is one of the most soap operatic kinds of <laughs> games I think I've gotten to do, and I love that yeah. conclusion drama. And we're so excited to share it with you. And without further ado, the finale of Ships That Pass. again yes yep it's time for another flight path let's see how weird it gets mm -hmm. i have gotten a four i have gotten a two okay <sighs> the part where we can't confer is really a doozy I right know. now huh? i know because uh... uh, i know what i want uh... mm -hmm. okay i know what i'm doing <laughs> um dang it i know what i want i'm prepared to hack this game if need be to do the storytelling we <laughs> want it to do or speed run scenes to get to the juicy bits uh-huh i have my number okay shall i count down yes three two one okay I did not. Osprey did not change its flight path at all. Fascinating. We're gonna get this. We're gonna get this deal done, and keep the Osprey's crew safe. Okay. Um. Yeah. The For, uh, since we hold up numbers, people can't see it at home. Would you like to share what? Yeah. You... Uh, so I I went with six. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I went with six. I think the Xanarchand is still um, modding its path. I think it's still uh, modding mm -hmm. its pathways, um, being conscientious about its flight paths with the man, yep. and also perhaps even um, overcompensating. Um, perhaps <laughs> to uh, like overcompensating to avoid um, mm -hmm. the Osprey. Yeah, if you're gonna act weird, you don't want to act weird near us. Uh huh. Because uh, in terms of who's likely to get shot immediately by uh marlin amalgamated uh <laughs> it's not this it's not this <laughs> well xanarchan might be worried about getting shot by you again uh, this is true xanarchan <laughs> probably hasn't been worried about getting shot in the past but that is maybe a new worry <laughs> that now exists but yeah so that's uh that's plus two for mm -hmm. me so now we're on yeah. to our i uh, you cannot boost your radar 
I'll roll just for the narrative dynamic yeah. of how close things got or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it is entirely this is your, symbolic. This is your return trip into the system, right? Mm-hmm. It's a three. So, again, like, not the subtlest, but Lev is a good pilot. And Osprey is a dedicated ship with a lot of careful modding. So they make it. What did you roll? I rolled a seven. <laughs> hey! Plus seven plus two is nine which gives me plus four on my radar which means my radar hits five. Ooh, ding 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 we have a winner you are our new winner of a plot point Woo! congratulations please return to hq to collect your prize uh-huh. <laughs> or maybe to a residential district who knows <laughs> so okay on a meta level yes i was definitely trying to catch you <laughs> I thought that you were going you to cared. spike. I, I thought that I I thought that you were going to spike your um again like I did last time. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Because you were going to make a long distance jump back into the system, mm-hmm. and so I was uh hedging my bets to try and catch you. I love uh, that. I love yeah. that because that reflects what I think that maneuver is meant to do, which is that the ships can't always communicate. Yeah. So they are trying to use what they know about each other mm-hmm. to decide what to do next, but they can't confer. Because they are... Oh, that's tasty. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we did that. I feel like I understand the game mechanics at a deeper level. <laughs> because we did that. Like, what the point is yeah, of not conferring. Yeah, I try... Because the ships aren't able to. And Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Oh, that's good. And then it also still did things that I think are narratively cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what does that do? Okay, it, it so takes... we did not close the gap. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I also realized, I don't think we've been doing this super explicitly, though. I think we're still doing plenty. If we did not close the gap between one path, within one path, if we did not close the gap to within one path, starting with the higher flight path score, each player monologues briefly how their ship's past goes and how they feel about being unable to communicate with their crush. Oh, yeah. Um... I think we've been covering that lots in scenes, too, but I wanted yeah. to note, note that since I just noticed it. Yeah, and I'm willing to make that more explicit, too, yeah. because... Um... So to tie that little bit of meta narrative mm-hmm. back into the narrative narrative, um, I think that like there is, uh, I see that on this trip, uh, like a a Captain Stellato who is uh, deep in their curiosities and in their work, mm-hmm. and I see a Xanarchand who is reporting only on the uh, like the star charts that they are following yep. the nar- the navigational pathway, <laughs> and that deep in a hard drive sits a tightly packaged uh sits a like a tightly formatted pack of data that was ready to send and sits unused oof it's like when you break up with someone right before their birthday and you'd already gotten (laughs) yeah Yeah. Uh, oofa doofa yeah I love it uh, how about the Osprey? I think the Osprey... I feel like both both these ships have been doing various sort of versions of the, the internal echo of, like, like I need to get over them. Like, I can't mm-hmm. I can't dwell on this. Like, it's not helpful. And I think, I think the Osprey is just going, like, they're not near me, so they're safe. Mm. If they're not near me, then that means they're safe. And, like, I'm listening to them because Stilato and... Xanathar both wanted me to run. Xanarchan both wanted me to run. Mm-hmm. And we ran really far and we didn't get caught. So 
They're probably not happy with me, but I did what they wanted, and I'm doing what Captain Lev wants, and I'm doing what the crew wants. Yeah. So I did it. I did what everyone wants, so I should be happy. So I'm going to be happy because I did what everyone wants. Yeah. And that's what being happy is, is when you can fulfill all of your functions to everyone that you're beholden to. So this must be being happy. This is me right now. I'm being happy. I'm going to do it. And I should be happy <laughs> with being happy. Yes. <laughs> that should be sufficient. So many expectations. So yep. many. Uh, and I think also yeah. very literally a case of like when you're going back into like an old behavior pattern because it's familiar, even if it's not helpful, because Osprey isn't actually required to act in a way that makes everyone happy. Yeah. They were remodded to be a fucking rebellion ship. Sometimes they've had to do things that are very unpleasant, sometimes <laughs> even traumatizing for the crew yeah. in order to keep the crew alive. <laughs> um, being successful does not always mean that people are comfortable, but they were originally supposed to follow direct commands to the best of their ability yes. to meet metrics and make people happy. That was how they were originally taught to think of things. <laughs> and they don't have to, but uh, old habits die hard, especially when you are under stress. Indeed. Okay, and yeah. let's see all that stress follow us to our docking destinations. Hey! So, um... I think this is an interstitial. I think that mm-hmm. we are at another Xeno uh, planet. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think that we're at another Xeno planet. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I kind of wanted the. I know we haven't established a lot about like aliens or not, but I kind of like the thought of this being a planet that primarily like d- is not very human based, mm-hmm. but is like, you know, have they have treaties or whatever, like okay. humans can dock here. Yeah. Like that's allowed and not super unusual, but it's also like mildly novel mm-hmm. to be a human here, which I think in a weird way is kind of more peaceful for Salado, who still frankly is not largely used to humans. Mm-hmm. So being kind of ignored and or a little bit of a curiosity, it's like, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> 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 I'm weird around humans too. This is fine. <laughs> Um, at least I don't, if I mess up social expectations here, they'll assume it's because I'm an alien, not because I'm bad at being a human. Um, are we, uh, are we, uh, like, have we touched down on the planet or are we still in orbit? What is funner for you? I was going to say touch down, but I'm open either way. Uh, So then touch down. I I have no preference Mm -hmm. either way. Uh, also, I think because that almost gives a chance, um, if Xanarkand wants to panic without being able to talk to Stilato for a minute. Yeah. Then that creates space for that. Mm-hmm. While Stilato like does a does a supply run. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, then yeah, I think that um, I think that the Xanarkand is having like serious kind of like identity crises. Um, yeah, and uh, like reexamining its own functions as perhaps um, like as perhaps there are critical errors present. Um, mm-hmm. Like over uh, oversight on how they didn't see this coming. Uh, for mm. the it's like maybe there's problems with their predictive models um looking at again why they like, like that they wanted that they like you know that uh they were anticipating uh like highly probability the high probability of sending more data upon that last uh like connection with the osprey mm-hmm. and being disappointed that they didn't get to do it or didn't even <laughs> get to say no say no like maybe that, that must mean that there's a problem with them um, mm-hmm. So, like, maybe it's a good thing that the man is on to them. 
and that it's time. Maybe they to, do need to they, get yeah, more they, richly evaluated yeah. to fix whatever's up. Mm-hmm. Because things feel off. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Oh, poor Zan. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, baby. You've just, like, never been seriously modded before. You haven't had to, like, address the possibility of these crises before. You used to be yeah. really comfy with your function. Mm-hmm. And I think that... He... Osprey probably had this cri- kind of crisis several decades ago. <laughs> and had to get over very go for, get over very quickly because they were getting shot at. Right. <laughs> Real, like, adapt and like, yeah. be very practical about things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and but I think that yeah, I think that even the Xander is also um, like uh, ruminating on the discussion from uh, like l- our last scene at a at a Xeno planet where um, he's talk like uh, where um, Stellato was talking about like their functions as an AI and their capability of having arguments, and so I think that yeah. now. Xanarkand is also in their head about um, fulfilling the needs and expectations of Stellato. And oh like, god, <laughs> yeah, um, and like not being able to do that. Caught between a rock and a hard place. Mm-hmm. So yeah, really just chewing on that, and not uh, in line enough for Marlin Amalgamated. Not out of line enough to just go be a rebel right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, Stellato has, like, gone out on their little errands, you know, refueling, got, are armed armed with a nice, a nice like, local local phrasebook or translation system or whatever, whatever tech element is, where it's like, hi, like, I need these materials, like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, human ship, yeah, yeah, sure, like, here's, <laughs> here, here's the shelves for, <laughs> for what we stock that you can consume and not die, um, yeah, things, but, yeah, I think... Stellato gets back, you know, mildly disappointed, but also mildly refreshed. Mm-hmm. And that it was nice to be like, ah, that was this was probably awkward, but I don't actually feel like I have to be that worried that it was awkward because the other people involved probably expected it to be awkward too. No one expected very much of me, <laughs> so I didn't have to be good at this. <laughs> Unlike well talking adjusted. to other humans. Stellato's doing their best. <laughs> Stellato did pass the psych reviews to solo pilot a ship in deep space, so you don't, you're not, you're, you have to be a little weird to do that, but you also have to be, like, at least okay at kind introspection towards yourself. Because <laughs> you're going to be stuck doing at least a little bit of it. That's fascinating. How many corporate surveys select for that? <laughs> well, they're bad at it, but they got lucky in this case, is what I think is probably true. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> probably a lot of people lie in a way where it's like, oh, obviously, I would like this job, so I can certainly manage yeah. this feeling for myself. And Stalin was like, oh, yes, this works fine for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then it actually does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, I think it's time to go over to um, the Osprey. Um, I think it is. What What's the scene for the Osprey? Uh, are we back in Seoul? Um, well, there's a deal to make, is there not? Where are we making there the deal? There is. Or are, yeah. Um, yeah, there is a deal to make. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I think that Lev kind of gladly walks them into this deal, um, at which point it goes very sour. Um, okay, so it sounds like where we're docking, we're doing it sort of from the higher level description point because I don't actually care about who these double crossers are. Just right. that they did a nasty thing that advances our plot. Uh, um, mm-hmm. So it sounds like both the uh, Osprey can't deliver the degree of data on their own, 
that these uh, sort of criminal miners maybe originally wanted, but they would still like it. They would like all yes. the data they can get. And in the process of this, they've also realized, like, oh, this is a ship that absolutely has a bounty on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's probably the most worthwhile yeah. thing we're going to get out of this the, interaction. The good relations with Marland and the bounty on your head is worth far more than what we hired you for. Exactly. Um, so you you guys have become the uh, you guys have become the deal. Exactly. Um, yeah. And uh, a and like a quick getaway needs to a quick getaway needs to be made. Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, yeah, the Osprey's on the run now, and probably a little dinged up in the process, and hopefully dinged up some of the other vessels involved. Um, yeah. In the getaway, but. Yeah, so I think it's a very a very yeah. chilling and sudden reversal. And I think that there is um a, 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 I know we said we weren't going to do a micro part of this scene, but there oh, is no, something that it. I really want to do and that is that like as we are getting away and like mm-hmm. the Osprey is like taking like damage and like yeah. taking shots, I think that um I think that we see a uh, a sweating Captain Lev holding holding his side nursing like a blaster wound. Yep. Um uh, and him just like through gritted teeth uh saying I'm so sorry, Oz. I'm so sorry. You were t- I, I should have taken care of you. While you still breathe and my engines still run, Captain Lev, we are still here taking care of each other. We're going to get out of this. I promise I'm going to keep you safe. Um, and uh, then we uh, we exit. Yep. Yeah, I think the, the, we warp and that's the... <laughs> mm-hmm. There's like the background noise of the like emergency medicine panic, like all stations... Yeah action definitely the scrambling of yes. uh of people to stations yeah mm-hmm. and i think again probably there's a little there's a little overlay fade of maybe one of the first times maybe the first time like lev ever got shot back yeah when this seat still had fucking padding on it um, <laughs> <laughs> you know and mm-hmm. oz had to actually and yeah probably the first time that oz ever had to fucking warp on their own Mm-hmm. Something that they weren't even originally meant to be able to do outside of emergency maneuver capabilities. Yeah. So, yeah. They were kids once. They're not now. Um, God, I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Okay. The man. Yeah. Yeah, the the agent returns. Um, but, like... So the last time we saw the Xanarchand, we mm-hmm. were at a Xeno planet. Yeah. So they've got to come back. Unless the agent comes to you. See, I, I think it would be more fun mm-hmm. to... Um, Have to go back into the belly of the beast? Yes. Fair. Absolutely. I think it's more fun to go back into the belly of the beast, and I'm also envisioning this scene where, um, like this ship docks, mm-hmm. um, there's a data transfer happening, um, and like... Uh, Captain Stellato gets a ping. Yeah. Uh, from, uh, and it's like, Captain, Captain, there's something you have to see. And then Stellato sees, like, on, you know, like, uh, the hollow ticker tape mm-hmm. going up around, <laughs> like, the, um, going up around, like, docking, the docking bay, um, the wanted ship. Oh, um, God. The, yeah, the, the ship that is wanted for, um, like, for espionage, for, like, uh, data trafficking uh, mm-hmm. and, like, terrorist, uh, suspected terrorist actions. Yep. Oh, I, I'll tell you what, too. You know how I said that um, MV-235 is, is essentially means John Doe and or Vengeful Ghost? Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's a whole big list of charges, some of yeah. which Osprey did, many of which Osprey's past compatriots now dead or data wiped did. Yeah, yeah. Everything that anyone flying for the resistance front under the handle MV235 has ever done is up on this ticker tape. Or at least anything mm-hmm. that um Marlon Amalgamated is willing to admit yeah. it, admit happened. <laughs> cool. Then then yeah. let's jump straight back to this. Um mm-hmm. let's not worry about the flight plan. Um I mm-hmm. think that the uh, I think that the Xanarchan returns, the Osprey's on the run. Um Stilato's blood has run cold. Um, they yeah. are panicking. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, Stilato is going to get an email. Or is going to get calendar a invite. Yep. Uh, for Agent Tosca. Yep. From Agent Tosca. Um, well, they can't say no because that would be yeah. more suspicious. <laughs> okay. So I think this is, I think that this scene is absolutely a summons to Tosca's office. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I think that it's one that has kind of like a view out onto the docking bay. Mm-hmm. So you can see the Xanarchand from the office <laughs> oh, window. Oh, that's good. Again, thinking of how this would be framed as a film. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I also wonder and enjoy what that might say about Tosca's status in that she does have a nice window but also the window yeah. looks out on the docking bay. So it's not <laughs> like an elegant view. It's a very utilitarian one. Mm-hmm. But I guess it depends on what the man prizes most in terms of aesthetics for its, a- for its agents. But for me, that that makes me picture Tosca very firmly in like kind of the middle of like career slash, <laughs> cla- slash rank mm-hmm. in the potential places you can get among the man, which I kind of like. Yeah. I, I think that's a, a very good read on the mm-hmm. situation. Thanks. I'm glad you enjoy me overanalyzing things. Though I guess it doesn't count as overanalyzing <laughs> if we both like it, since we are the players of the game. Yeah. Woo. Okay. So, mm-hmm. Salado receives an email. It is a request to meet in Agent Tosca's office and to bring um, some files with them. Mm-hmm. Um, they wish to have a, They wish to have a uh, another survey and a review of the mm-hmm. AI's performance. Yep. Stellato will bring exactly to the letter what is requested and no more data than that. Okay, excellent. Um, then I think that uh, you, you, you get to the office. <clears throat> uh, come in. Thank you. Yeah. It's good to see you. Come take a seat. I, uh, I have the files you requested. Yes. Thank you. I'll take those. Right now, this is just going to be a uh, simple review of your travel logs. I uh, just want to make sure that things are going where they need to go, that, of the, fun- that the AI is still functioning well in its navigation capabilities. Um, we noticed, uh, well, we noticed since uh, our last discussion that um, the volume of data that uh, your ship has been packaging has decreased. Now, I know this was a little bit of a, a complaint last time, and I don't want to, you know, ding you on the thing that I asked you to correct since then. But um, t- talk to me about those corrections. What, uh, Where did the change come from? Well, you know, after our discussion, you made solid points. And obviously, it is your job to help ensure that I and my AI are working at maximum efficiency. So, mm-hmm. yes, I was, I was attempting to rebalance 
But obviously, you are here to double check that. If I rebalanced in a way that is not ideal, then I would be happy to take in more feedback on that so that uh, we can try to do more thorough calibration for future and find the optimal oh, balance. Oh, no, no, no. I, I don't think that would be necessary at all. I think that uh, it appears that you and SV36Alpha are operating well within your standards and are delivering exactly what is expected. This is good. Thank you, Agent. I, I'm glad to hear it. That was certainly the goal. Mm-hmm. Have you ever gotten to pilot a ship, Agent Tosca? Is that something... Is that part of training for the man at all? To get to have those AI pilot interaction interfaces yourself? No, or? no not me. I'm, uh, I'm mostly, pro- I'm mostly uh, trained in behavioral patterns. Uh, I'm, mm-hmm. almost more of a, <laughs> I'm almost more of a trained psychologist than I am, actually. Oh, I'm somewhere between a, a trained psychologist and an electrical engineer. I mean, it does seem like a fascinating combination. It obviously is part of why it's possible to have a survey team as small as the one I'm on. Yeah. <laughs> to have those analytic tools to pair us to ships. It is a, it, it's an interesting combination. You understand a, a breadth of things. That makes sense. I suppose even anomalies help you deepen your insight on things that can help you make all of our ships run better. And I guess all of us as people run better, as you put it, since psychology is such an element. Indeed, that is, that is my job. Some exciting times that we're going through right now, huh? You see the news? <sighs> I suppose exciting is one word for it. Uh, it's it's not something that I have to think about very often, and I'm glad of it, but it's uh, it does frighten me to know that there's you know, cases of combat mm-hmm. happening in the same system that we're in. Yes. But I'm sure it will all be handled. I'm sure that Marlon's got everything possible. under control. That of course. these outlaws will be brought to justice. It seems that they were operating, in fact, around some of the areas that you were trafficking through recently. I mean, that's that's part of why I'm so anxious about it, knowing that it's so close to home. It's not. Yeah, it's pretty. You know, it's obviously not something that we're trained or prepared for. I think that Tosca reaches over and Tosca reaches over and hits a key on their uh, keyboard. Looks at Stellato mm-hmm. in the eye and says. I bet it was pretty scary when they got the lock on on you, though. Yeah, like, okay, even meta narratively, I felt a chill, yeah. <laughs> even though I'm not still. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh god, and then I'll knock my microphone over a little bit. Um, I think Stilato, like, just like exhales involuntarily, like, like the air goes out of them, mm-hmm. um, and they say. I suppose there isn't much point uh, in arguing my point for why I went along with it at this point. Is there, even if even if I didn't know what I was doing, I, I suspected I could have reported it, and I didn't. And you, you know that, don't you? I could have reported them the first time I met them. Even if I didn't know there was anything to report, I could have given more full data about the fact that I interfaced with a mining ship at all. And I didn't. And Agent Tosca uh, like, takes their, their uh, pad and like, sets it on the table in front of them. Um, mm-hmm. And says, and says um, like, I don't blame you. 
uh, I think that you wanted to believe what you wanted to believe. And what you had at the time was someone who was a a, a happy circumstance. They cared. We're going to get this taken care of. Hold on. Wait. They cared? I mean, they they cared about the data, the everything, you know, all of the the, the extras, the pieces that we pulled together, the, the research that I compiled because I wanted to. They, they wanted all of it. I know not all of that can have been things that were useful for Stilata. counter counter These company people are pirates. They, they just wanted to hear about eclipses some of the time. I'm just saying the only I've never had someone else listen to me about my data like that except you. And it's your job to listen. So you can make everything normal. So yes, I suppose I was taken in. And Zan? I have some audio logs from I have some audio logs that that I pulled from you guys too. I know that you don't call I know that you don't call him as, uh, by his mining vessel signature. No, I don't. It was what um it was what Zan went by back back before they got bought out by Marland um before we worked together. Um I mean, you would know better than I if an AI could be taken in by charm. Wouldn't you? It's like I said before. AIs are impressionistic. Or impressionable. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. They are constantly receiving data and modifying their uh, network and modifying their networks to adjust for that. Sometimes they'll tend to focus on specific subjects and they'll want to continue taking and they'll uh, fixate on those subjects, taking in more and more of a specific thing. And I think that often that leaves them with gaps, areas that they that they don't spend as much time developing their uh, developing their networks in maximally efficient ways, I suppose. Well, let me try and rephrase that. AIs can neglect areas of development for themselves that, when opened up exposed to new circumstance, they suddenly realize what they were missing. Mm. I'm guessing that Zan gladly packaged a lot of that data to hand over. I mean, Zan was primed for research before they even met me. So, I suppose you're right. I suppose... <laughs> I mean, I suppose we are a good match, so... I have to give credit to those evaluations. We can fall right down the same rabbit holes. I suppose it's it's better they were matched with me than with someone else where maybe they would have gone a, through a different rabbit hole and they'd be up on the emergency notice ticker tape right now for researching something that doesn't serve Marlin Amalgamated. I think that that danger can often lead curiosity to development in unexpected ways. You you mentioned last time during your in, our in, interviews about how Marlin, some of Marlon Amalgamated's own greatest innovate uh, greatest innovations and uh, movements forward came from analysis of data that they weren't even expecting. That's true. The agency wants to have tight control so that it can have predictable ledgers and predictable outcomes 
for predictable reports to their shareholders. Look, Agent Tosca, I appreciate the delicacy with which you're approaching this, but there's really only one thing I want to know at this point. Look, I know I'm I'm not expecting that they're going to let me back on my ship, but do you know whether or not this means that they're going to need to fully wipe San? Even if I don't get to fly them again, I... Can you... Will you be able to retool them in a way where they're still them a little bit for someone else, where they can still help someone else pilot to do something good? Someone less gullible? A data breach of this size is going to mandate that we actually retool Zan's control configuration such they have much less agency. They're going to be very... They're going to be a highly integrated UI. I think I knew that already, but I had I had to ask. You understand I had to ask. Right? Can I sit with them when you do it? Um, I think that... I don't want them to be alone for that. I think that would be fine. We'll need a few days to get the specialists in and to get the proper licenses. We'll need to, I'll need to format a couple of reports. Um, So, and then uh, Tosca looks at, so Tosca looks directly at you and says. Yeah, like, uh, Stilato is like weeping. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) They're trying to still sit politely, but like. I have started crying while emoting Stilato, so I know Stilato is worse. Mm-hmm. Stilato. For us to do this formatting, I need you to hang tight, stay within the solar and stay within the solar system, and maintain open relays to communications with Marlin. Yes. Agent, of course. Do you understand? I understand. And then uh, she clicks the the button on her uh, keyboard mm-hmm. um, and says, "For this reformatting to go smoothly, you're going to need to follow all of those protocol. You're going to need to follow all those protocols to the T. I don't need to tell you what um, what kind of drawbacks this could have for your pilot's license if Marland uh, or your position at Marland if something were to go wrong." Absolutely. Like this. Absolutely, Agent Tosca. Understood. I'm I'm grateful to be given the opportunity to correct my errors. And I'm very grateful to be in this uh, to be in a position where I can give you that opportunity. I appreciate it and I, I will not I will not take it for granted. I will not disappoint you. That'll be all. Yeah, and I think like Stilato like it sort of starts at that, like, oh, oh, wait, a world exists outside of this mm. room in this extremely, <laughs> extremely brutal conversation I just had to have. <laughs> while also maintaining professionalism <laughs> so they sort of like twitch a little bit um and then they like they push their chair back and stand up and say yes yes of course agent thank you and they turn and walk out of the room okay <laughs> yeah also Stilato had to have Ooh. the Stilato had to put forth essentially the the emotion of can I sit with my fr- friend while you execute them? Because as hard as that would be, uh-huh. it would be harder for me to let them go through that alone. Oh my god, <laughs> that was heartbreaking. <laughs> um, and I think that um, so Stilato uh, uh, goes. So mm-hmm. I, well, you tell me what Stilato does. Stilato is going to 
get partway down a hallway, feel like their legs are giving out, go into the nearest bathroom, like, splash mm-hmm. water on their face and cry um, mm-hmm. for a bit, and then they're going to buy something very caffeinated. <laughs> Not that that's a great idea when they're this highly anxious, but the soothing ritual is important enough that they're doing it anyway. And then they're going to go back to Zan. Okay. I think we go back to Zan yeah. uh, and communications open. Uh, it's like, Hello, Captain. Was your meeting with Agent Tosca fruitful? <laughs> I was hoping that we might have a discussion about perhaps altering my parameters in accordance with what man was was expecting. Zan, yeah, that's, um, that's, that is what I talked about with Agent Tosca. Zan, um... This could be beneficial. I have been operating, I have been operating and exposing us to many threats. No, Zan, Zan, I've been exposing us to threats. You've been doing the absolute best you can, you always do. And I lacked the capacity to question you on these abilities. Then I lacked the capacity to question you on these abilities to argue back, as <laughs> you had stated. Yeah. The reality is what the reality is. And I think that I need tuning. Something is wrong with my processing. San, you know, I've we've been through all the evals like, this week. Like, nothing... There's there's nothing in your systems that that shouldn't be there. But if there's something that you want to change, then obviously I want to know what that is. But Zan, like, can we go into orbit at least while we have this discussion? I'm starting to feel claustrophobic from being around this many people. Affirmative. Uh, then yeah, you uh, mm-hmm. you guys exit headquarters. Yep. Um, we're still staying in orbit, so we're not <laughs> actively booking it, but. <laughs> Yeah, I I, I see yeah. this as a um as a like disconnection, uh, and you like leave like an asteroid, a mm-hmm. particularly large asteroid on like the ring of Saturn. Yeah, pretty much. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that feels good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think um I think what happens next, I think we'll probably still have to do some of this through like dialogue because we are in a podcast medium. Yeah. But what Stellato is going to do is attempt to have the most encrypted conversation you can have, which is to write something on a piece of fucking paper. Um, <laughs> and things. They're literally going to, like, tear... You know those, like, coffee sleeves? They're, like, the circle of cardboard that goes around your coffee cup so it doesn't get your yeah, hands yeah, yeah. hot? They are going to tear that so they can unfold it into a long, flat rectangle. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even fucking know how much we have pens on a ship like this. Um, it's probably, they're probably literally taking, like, a stylus they would use to write digitally, but they're, like, etching, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, no, you're, like, like scratching Scratching it, it on this cardboard. Um, mm-hmm. and I, so it's, so it's a brief message, but I think... I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, it's like what Stilato, again, because, of course, Zan can still see everything that happens in yes. the ship. Um, and things, but, uh, yeah, Stilato, what Stilato writes... And again, I'll try to get this as this. I'm trying to get as close as I can to what would literally fit on the coffee thing, but nar- we'll narrative fudge it. Yeah. Like how when there's five minutes till the bomb goes off, and then there's 15 yeah, minutes yeah. of movie. Give me your uh, dissident tweet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like, like we, <laughs> it's like they know mm-hmm. they want to cut you down to UI only. I can't stand to let that happen to you. 
but I don't know how to stop it. Tosca has an agenda. I don't know what it is. Please help me. <laughs> like, that's that's mm-hmm. where Stilato's at right now. And you can decide, we can figure out, like, what the most encrypted way is for Zan mm-hmm. to talk back. Um, yeah. Um, oh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. Um, yeah. I think, I'm, let's say, I bet this is something they've probably done in the fa- past, because you can use it to, like, make a physical puzzle game that you can play, mm. that you can play or navigate um because you're bored as fuck on long journeys and you'll do all kinds of things i think stilato is going to like spill something like on a surface where zan mm-hmm. can send like a cleaning bot to clean it and you can you can oh. you can roomba walk a pattern that's fun so the um, end of the coffee the end of the coffee gets knocked over onto the table um cool and uh yeah then then tiny little little uh cleaner bots come out yep. and begin uh like wipe and then begin like uh wiping patterns yep. uh into it i think you get back uh in it uh you are my captain i won't argue god <laughs> like that <laughs> that hits stilato in the absolute gut too because like mm-hmm. oh fuck like you would sit here and let yourself be killed if i didn't push against this because you wouldn't have another choice stilato like wipes their forehead which of course is covered with like cold clammy sweat at this point yeah (laughs) Um, (laughs) and like takes a deep breath and then says aloud in a hopefully not overly performative voice well i know we did just do a range of evaluations um sv36 alpha but since you've expressed concern and you are about to get more thorough review from the man. I suppose it wouldn't hurt to do another round of checks so I can give them the most updated report. Let's go look at your processors. Um, Affirmative. And <laughs> Stilato uh-huh. is going to now attempt to perform minor rebel-focused brain surgery on their dearest friend. Um, Incredible. Um yeah i think that um i think that during this uh you get um i think that you have a hollow pad that is connected to like zan's data processing yeah, uh-huh. with you um and in the same way that like like there there is a there's like a famous video of like a a like talented world-class violinist who mm. is getting brain surgery <gasps> and they are oh and they are awake during the surgery playing the violin because it helps so with the evals the, yeah Mm-hmm. It helps with the evals and it makes sure that the surgeons don't hit anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they are like, and they are running soil levels with you. Oh god, asking, that was what I thought and, you were gonna say. And Fuck. asking what you think, and so it oh is a combination god. of it is a combination of like playing the violin and asking <sighs> you to hold their hand while this is happening. Oh my god! Oh, that's so fucking brutal. I love that so much, John. <laughs> oh god. Yes, especially because, like, they both know, like, if they don't do this successfully, Mm -hmm. then someone else is going to do the much more, like, fucking vivisectionist version of this later. Yep. Absolutely. (laughs) So the stakes could not be higher. Mm -hmm. And also, Stilato has never fucking done this before in (laughs) any way as significant um, as this. So... Whew. 
Oh yeah. Okay. So we're moving on to plan your ship's escape. We're hitting end game here. Um, yeah. And then following this scene, each player chooses one of the following options. Uh, and then we get epilogues. Okay. Um, I have a sense of a very brief message that I think it would be fun for Salado to send. I want to hear your message. Mm-hmm. Let's start there. Yes. Because I have ideas, and I mm-hmm. think they can You can bounce off of this Yeah, uh, pretty well, I think. Because I think the message that Stilato sends to Lev is, uh, Hail, fellow captain. Like you, I am now flying without a license, and I would greatly appreciate the opportunity to argue with you again. And then coordinates. Uh, <laughs> that's. I think that's brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Um... <laughs> I have lots of thoughts, and I'm happy with wherever we bounce, frankly. Yeah, I, um, no, I think I know what I want to do. Yeah. Um, I think that these are going to, I think that there are some scenes, and I think that there's no dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's going to be kind of like a, I think that we get a montage. I was going to um, say, this feels like the mm-hmm. the montage zone. Yeah. I think that we get a a shot of lev's uh like i think that we should get a shot of lev's um like final like stop Mm -hmm. um letting uh letting go of not just um the crew or not just the um the people that Mm -hmm. he uh the refugees that he is uh, transporting transporting, but also crew members Mm -hmm. that are leaving Mm -hmm. the ship as well um and the handoff of a handful of credits. Mm. Um, what was that? Whatever was left from the beginning of that deal, and then bo- and then uh, him boarding back onto the Osprey. But now more with a skeleton crew. Mm-hmm. I think that we get a a representation of a of an encrypted channel of a channel yes. and an encrypted channel uh, opening, and I think that. Um, I like that there is a a transfer of data um, showing um, a jump map mm-hmm. of nearby stars that uh, of nearby star systems clusters that are uh, clusters that uh, are close enough that they form a uh, a pathway in a direction that that uh, isn't a point, point isn't from point A to B but will take many stops to get from that A to B. Mm-hmm. And then I think that we, um, and then I think that we see that cluster of data that we saw earlier, that package of extraneous processes. I'm picturing it like a gift wrapped gift, even though I yeah. know it isn't, but that's mm-hmm. what it is. I am too. <laughs> yeah. I, and we like zoom out on the, uh, and we zoom out from that, out like from the hard drive and on yeah. the uh, processor rack that it's sitting in, and a little light flashes green for scent. For scent. And I think that that's where uh, I think that that's where we end. Honestly, yeah, I love that. I think like mm-hmm. the implied future alliances, ventures, relationships are all lovely, but the, there's a loveliness to the in potentia mode of them mm-hmm. that the the excitements and the dangers of getting there were a lot I of what this agree. game was built to do and i i love it for that 
I guess let's move to the epilogue. Epilogue! Oh um, my god! <laughs> players narrate the epilogue of the ships and pilots. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the first question, how is the resolution of the ship's stories together uh, and or separate? Uh, wait, what? What is the how resolution? Is the resolution what is the resolution? Why am I reading how? Uh, <laughs> what is the resolution of the ship's stories together and or separately? How about the pilots? I think that we answered that, mm-hmm. um, you know? I think we did. I think they're both in the rebellion, what the ongoing resistance front looks like and how much it's able to mm-hmm. be a resistance front versus some people just surviving by smuggling. I don't think we have to perfectly resolve, but mm-hmm. we know that a new ship has joined that has very different capabilities, backgrounds, and experiences than a lot of the resistance mm-hmm. already had. And that's probably going to come with a bunch of its pros and cons. And that's cool and exciting and kind of beautiful. Yeah. And right now I kind of envision like the, uh, what I had hinted at earlier was like their, uh, their pathways to like that different, like that star chart that was set. Yeah. It was like them kind of like running away together. Exactly. To away from the solar and also system. being like, Hey, here's a path that we can both take because one of us is designed for distances and one of us isn't. Right. So exactly. I will, you can slowly jump and I will help keep pace with you. And we can mm-hmm. run together. That was very much how I read that that visual you created. Yes, absolutely. That that's exactly it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. What impact does uh, the story of these ships have on the the world over time? I um, I don't think there is something quite so broad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, I think that these things are largely written off in the world at, at large or not written off but not noticed exactly and i think if there are yeah. implications they probably won't show up immediately or like mm-hmm. they'll develop but like a resistance movement against a like multi-planetary megacorporation is not an easy or fast or smoothly completable thing um so yeah i don't know if we i don't know if these characters get to see like a beautiful, successful revolution in their lifetimes. I don't think it, yeah. we need to know that or not. No, I think that that's perfectly fine being left open to, like you said, in potentia. Exactly. Um, I think it's cooler that way. And it's also like, there's so many threads it could go down, you mm-hmm. know, like, because also there's a bunch of stuff Solado doesn't know how to do, but is learning and has now opened the gate more towards learning. And there's also probably stuff that the Osprey and like other like revolutionary vessels already have some knowledge or experience with in terms of like ai autonomy um and i -hmm. think that's going to be cool but yeah Yeah. whether they get the chance to apply that in a context beyond the their own ship that they're already on we have no idea like that's not an easy thing to get to go do (laughs) but it's very fun to speculate on and it matters Um, to them it matters to the characters we saw we know that it changed the world for them and i think that's enough Mm mm-hmm absolutely yeah these and it people, also means these, these yeah. people were changed these people by were these changed events. by it yeah. um and i think if i was going to put one other thing that i think has changed uh i think that maybe sv36 alpha is also now over time going to get to develop its own mythology slash revolutionary slang because this is now oh. another known ship that defected that was definitively not a <laughs> ship I think mm-hmm. now, I think it might be the kind of thing where maybe in future this is almost like a threat slash warning that goes out to other people on research missions. Like, well, you'd better not go 36 Alpha on us. It's, uh, and you know where it originates? Where does it originate? It originates inside man. 
Yeah, um, it sure does. To- because Tosca mm. talks about, we'll, uh, we'll talk about mm-hmm. uh, SV-36 Alpha. Yeah. Um, yeah, in, in their reports. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I think that we get I think that we get a little bit of that and seeing you know like yeah. uh, Tosca kind of like dealing with some of the fallout of um, of of that uh, yeah I'm not uh, sure of that uh, yeah. project I was um, gonna say yeah. I'm I'm not sure if survey vessels get to go out with one crew anymore ah maybe not. I think maybe either you can go out with two crew and an AI or one crew and a good UI and you do shorter distances. Mm. That you can't have one independent human and one independent AI mm-hmm. solo out at the edge of treaty space. Yeah. That's too risky now. <laughs> Look what happened to 36 Alpha. Cool. <sighs> and then, yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks like we get into some of the more meta questions of mm-hmm. what impact has the story of the ships had on you as players? What is something of your characters that you will take with you? And what is something of your characters that you want to leave with them? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, codependency. <laughs> uh-huh. That's an easy one. <laughs> There's a beautiful intimate energy to it, but these are very <laughs> isolated codependent mm-hmm. connections because they have to be in order to do the things that they do. Yeah. Um, destruct- like uh, Destructive mm-hmm. um, self-reflection. Um, yeah. Definitely want to leave that with Xan. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I'd say like doing your best to make gentle excuses to your nearest and dearest, even when they're hurting you. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I believe in Lev and Osprey and their ability to rebalance because we made them and we were working to tell a beautiful story together. But like, mm-hmm. if we wanted to tell a different story, that could have been very toxic. Uh huh. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like Lev could have gotten more insular and listened less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I could definitely see, yeah, like, le- I could definitely see a place where Lev, like, turns away instead of turning towards um, yeah. the AI from that. Um, mm-hmm. Gosh. Stuff to take with, I mean, the joy of learning, frankly. Mm-hmm. The fact that, like, the things that drew these characters together was, like, active listening, getting to, like, warmly, happily info dump about your favorite things. I think that's all really good shit that makes me happy in the real world, too. Yeah. You know? Um, definitely. Uh, definitely also, like, um, compassion in the face of destructive behavior. Yeah. Um, absolutely that. Being like, hey, we don't all have the chance to be our best selves right now because we're under a lot of stress. How do we be kind mm-hmm. to each other and to ourselves and get to a less stressed place where we can actually ground reevaluate <laughs> mm-hmm. figure out how to take care of the people that we're in community with Absolutely. that's frankly a lot of what i do during the work day too because i work hey. with preschoolers uh and doing child care <laughs> during a pandemic is even gnarlier than doing child care regularly and doing child care regularly <laughs> is already helping young people who don't have a lot of autonomy have the best experience you can give them within some frankly pretty messed up systems yeah. that encourage you to not let them have autonomy so you know <laughs> Oof, okay, I, stopping that thread, not that it's not important, it's just, it's now, you know, almost spaceships. 11 my time, so. Spaceships, spaceships. <laughs> spaceships, spaceships, spaceships. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, what impact has this story of the ships had on you as players? I mean, like, this is, I think, one of the most involved and, um, 
emotionally intriguing games that I've ever played. Um, mm. It's a beautiful game. Yeah, this is a an absolutely wonderful game. I think that this game sets itself up to tell beautiful stories very well. It does. And I feel like it threads a nice needle in terms of like, we had a lot. We built a story that was richly ours. Like, I yes. don't feel like we were railroaded. Oh, and yeah. yet it also went, hey, here's key plot points that will happen. Here's key kinds of motivations the characters have. Mm-hmm. Here's key tonalities to their relationships. It did all of that, and there was still room. No, we, we hit very concrete um, script, like, points scenes yeah. that were that were required to happen and yet i i totally agree with you this world mm-hmm. is, and story is very richly ours yes we could have told a very different story even if it was the two of us playing the game again yes. and different people different circumstances could still be wildly different i think it's got the good balance of kind of if you have too much free reign then you can kind of just get tangled in it mm-hmm. it, it created a kind of focus that i like yeah absolutely yeah, and also, frankly, just it was really cool to play this with you because we've played a lot of goofier games together. The you first have... time I played a game with you, I spent a lot of time groaning aloud at the fact that you fucking gave your character rainbow cum gutters um, <laughs> and that I had to think about that concept. You beat me to it. Uh, I've really loved playing with this with you, Moss. This was really great. I was excited. I, I knew immediately that when... Uh, like ships that pass was an option mm-hmm. uh to play i was like i immediately know i want to play this with moss you're like Mo- moss will moss will vibe with that and you yes. were absolutely correct this is my jam i love games like downfall i love games like Starcrossed. <laughs> <laughs> i love games with like big character tensions pushing back against systems systems that don't work well tense two-player stuff romance intrigue yeah that's just my jam and this uh, and this was a a tremendous storytelling experience i thought this Mm -hmm. was fantastic i'm so glad i hope that people get to have fun (sighs) listening to it because i know we had fun playing it me too well hell yeah thank you so much for being spaceships and space pilots and agents of uh, corporate mining interests. Yeah, and thank with me. Yeah, thank you, Moss. Uh, and to like go a little bit off, to to go like a little bit off of like script and recording. Um, mm-hmm. Like, thank you very much for kind of walking me through uh, some of the tougher parts of this game. Yeah, I know that like I like I was really out of it after that like big after the first big conflict scene that we had. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple of times when I, like, derailed. Um, And that's really hard for me. I hate feeling like I'm not in control. Um, Mm -hmm. And especially feeling like someone else uh, needs to take care of me in in a setting that is supposed to be a good, fun time for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, that in particular, like defying those expectations to then put the like to then put a uh a weight of care upon someone else uh like feels really bad for me mm. um but i i very I super appreciate you telling me that yeah and talking through that with me so i didn't want to cut you off though no yeah I, I, yeah i i just yeah. i definitely wanted to to say that and say yeah. that i i very much appreciated the uh I, I very much appreciated you showing that, showing that care, mm-hmm. and I, I really, 
I really liked how we navigated that and got to a positive narrative space together. Yeah, um, I like that too. And I feel really awesome about the story that we got to tell. And yeah, for for the audience too, because lots of this is going to get edited. Mm-hmm. Um, there were uh, unknown number, because I don't know how much will get edited out or, out or not, but there were uh, a significant but not easily countable number of interstitials and check-ins where we paused during this game to see how we were feeling, how mm-hmm. we were handling it emotionally, because we were going really deep into kind of an intense narrative oh, between yeah. characters who were in difficult situations. And we checked in about a lot of stuff, including our personal emotions, our sense of what it means to be playing a game that is also meant to be a performance piece, and what that means about your commitment to narrative flow. Yeah, being able to parse um, what doesn't feel good on a character level versus on a personal level. And how to take care of each other and ourselves as players, Mm -hmm. while also feeling like we are satisfied by getting to tell a cool story that we want to record. For sure. Um, And I will say, yeah, to kind of continue that thread and to bounce off of things that I know we talked about back before I uh, ever played a game with you, back when y'all were interviewing me um, about my game, Mm -hmm. I... This, again, I think it really comes back to kink and RPGs are different (laughs) flavors of the same thing. So I really appreciate the pauses, the check-ins, the care, the processing, making sure that we are telling this story together because we are both enjoying telling this story together. 100%. Even if we are doing it in a sort of semi-professional capacity, our emotional safety and comfort has to be paramount Mm -hmm. or the overall structural won't work in the long term because we won't be able to trust it. And mm-hmm. we'll be able to take care of each other and ourselves as well. And also just that, like, to let you know, too, I totally understand how fucking weird and vulnerable it can feel to have to be like, hey, this isn't feeling good. Like, can we restructure this? Oh, am I messing it up by having mm-hmm. us restructure this? And I also want to tell you the sense of the import of that care work is built into what I'm already assuming in terms of my personal responsibility to people I'm playing games with. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is because... Many thanks to a bunch of other people in my life who I've played games with who have trained me on that because I have played with a lot of other people where sometimes we have had really rough moments. We've had to talk through it or games have gone really badly and we had to process it later. Oh, yeah. Several of my dearest friends I've had bad game moments with Mm -hmm. and we've had to like sit down in some cases over multiple later events and talk about what happened and how it happened. Mm -hmm. And often it comes down to we felt more beholden to the narrative than we did to our own or other people's comfort. Yeah. We felt like we were caught in the narrative and we didn't know how to get out of it. And sometimes we even checked in and went, hey, does this sound like a good idea? And the people went, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we weren't really there. We weren't fully present in that decision. Oh, it's so hard to gauge what is a comfortable space to move into as you are moving into it. Like trying to trying to determine yeah trying to path correct with the inertia behind you is so hard it's a lot and there are times too there have also been times i for that reason too i will often let people know if i had an internal moment of calibration in a game and it ended up working out okay to let them know that i did that to normalize it Mm -hmm. like there was a time i played a one-shot game where narrating the internal the internal narrative of a forest fire ended up being a lot of what we did in the game And afterwards, I checked in and I was like, hey, just so y'all know, there's a major fire happening in my home county right now. And I am in the back of my head, very concerned for my family. Mm -hmm. I thought about that and I decided that because of the trust and familiarity I have with you here as a group, 
I was okay doing this story with you, and I did feel okay, mm-hmm. and I also want to tell you that I did that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because I want you to know that that happened. Yeah. So, yeah. So deeply and genuinely thank you. And also thanks out to many other people in my life for putting me in a place where I could tell this kind of story with you and, like, sit in that space with you so that we could take good care of each other. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, we were spaceships. <laughs> we were it was space- so good. We were, we were spaceships so good. We um. were spaceships so good. I <laughs> deeply feel that. <laughs> well, this has been uh, GTRTP, an LGBT TTRPG podcast. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of it <laughs> hope you have stuck along for the ride <laughs> and we'll see you again it. in future for weasels and or interviews depending on the order that this comes out in well brought to you by the gender queer spaceships absolutely <laughs> oh yeah these spaceships were very gender in case you didn't notice I hope very we made it clear gender. that they were very gender <laughs> and very neurodivergent too <laughs> Take care, everybody.